Well, guys, welcome to uh, our drunken history. We're here in my living room. My wife is away for the night, so we're doing it here in the house. Uh, don't tell her. <laughs> uh, tonight, we are doing an episode we've been talking about for a long time. Uh, America's oldest continuous operating brewery is uh, Yingling out of Pennsylvania. Yeah, they're, uh, they're headquartered in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. They are. And, uh, I, I got some friends from that area. So Really? Yeah, so I, when I first got to North Carolina, I'd never heard of, of Yingling. Yingling, uh, for the longest time, was not available west of the Mississippi. So I'd never heard of it. That's right. Yeah. Ne- I, I, never drank it growing up. No, I never drank it until actually I went to Virginia for um, some training for uh, the military. And I was out there at a base um, right outside of... Or was it right outside of Williamsburg? Mm-hmm. And uh, which is a great place in itself. Yeah, and uh, that the um, what do you call it? The little uh, rec center they had there on base. They had it. They had it on tap there. That's the first time I ever seen it. And I was like, it's eight dollars a pitcher or something like that. And it's like, ah, heck yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. And that's that's what turned me on to it. And every yeah. time I'd go to the East Coast, I would have it. And now they finally sell it here. Yeah, I uh, I didn't. I'm, Got out, got stationed out in North Carolina, and we went to a Logan's Roadhouse out there when I was. Okay. That was the party place in Goldsboro, North Carolina, when I was stationed there. And uh, yeah, me and my buddies would sit up at the bar, and we got to be on pretty good terms with the bartender. So she would sell this beer underage. Oh, nice! <laughs> so we would be drinking twenty-three ounces, and uh, I had my twenty-first birthday there. <laughs> and, uh, You've been there for two years. We had been drinking there for two years, and they were like. Hey, yay! One bartender had left by that point, and oh, everybody that, else just had been. Yeah, they, you know, they knew you. They just, yeah. yeah, they just assumed. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, we uh, we drank underage there for a long time. <laughs> and then we had my twenty first birthday party there, and they were like, "What the fuck?" And yeah. we're like, "What? What are you gonna do now?" Yeah, <laughs> cut me off. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> so, uh, but that was it. Was good. Then uh, went to. Korea went to Vegas and could not get it. Yeah, missed it. Love it. Uh, That's why I look forward to those like TDYs to the East Coast uh, because I go there, and that was like one of the beers I drink in the, either in the airport or if you went to a local bar if you was going somewhere on the East Coast. Like I want to get a Yingling one there, yeah. and I'd grab like a twelve pack and throw it in my suitcase on the way home or whatever. And well, it became big news here in Arkansas when Yingling was finally going to be sold in this wonderful natural state yeah and uh jesse and i <laughs> were at work the day that it oh that, yeah that's right and uh yeah we we drove across the street to the there's a liquor store right across the street from our work we drove over there when the angling truck pulled up and got pictures with it oh yeah yeah they had the yeah the truck i'll see if i can it. find one we'll, we'll throw it up if, yeah. if we got them I'll, I'll throw it up the delivery truck showed up and we went out and got pictures with yeah i got it the the first case of yingling straight off the truck <laughs> that's pretty much what we did yeah <laughs> Yeah, they had like a little booth and all that stuff set up there too, didn't they? they like did. giving out samples and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, we were there while they were setting up the booth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, helped them set it up. <laughs> we, we were excited. Yeah. So uh, anyway, now we we buy plenty of it, and uh, yeah, I'm a fan of I'm, I'm a fan of most of their beers. You know, I, yeah. I like like I'm not a big black and tan guy, but I like their black and tan. Yeah, they've got a, they've got several different uh, styles or flavors, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're, the one that I've been drinking here lately too is the the flight. The I really like it. It is. It's it's a good. It's a light lager. Um, and 
We don't have any up today. I thought we had some in the fridge still, but we don't. We drink it. We drink it all. <laughs> but I guess it's kind of their uh, their answer to like Mick Ultra. Yeah. And I like it better than Ultra anyway, though, too. Yeah, big time, yeah. If you guys have a choice between the two, yeah, do yourself a favor and don't get the Ultra. Yeah. No, yeah. no offense, Ultra fans. We appreciate your bodybuilding commercials and <laughs> you going for runs. Don't give a shit, though. Yeah. <laughs> Then uh, one of my other favorites, they have the uh, their the blonde lager. It's a really good one. Yeah, the blonde is good. Uh, the Hershey's special edition. Yeah, we got some of that left over from our uh, Halloween episode. Yeah, and it's still it's, <laughs> so we'll pull some of that out here yeah, after it's in the fridge, it's in chilling the, right now. It's hanging out. Yeah, we <laughs> usually leave it in the cooler and out in the uh, out in the shed. The shed and it warms up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we still we still got beer in there from. Like 20 episodes ago. like We still got a whole case of good-ass beer because we can't fucking bring <laughs> ourselves to drink that crap. No, that's right. Leave us a comment. Send us a, send us a, a PM with your address, and we'll send you a can of uh, good-ass beer. To not try. through the U.S. Postal Service, though. <clears throat> we'll FedEx it. Because that's not legal. <laughs> we don't break the law. That's right. You just got to film your reaction to it when you taste the rusty pennies. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, you will hate us, but you'll agree. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, uh, founded in 1829. You know, that's one thing I need to look up or we can uh, figure out. It is definitely the oldest continuously operated brewery. And, you know, what you're just thinking when you first think of American breweries, you kind of think of like Budweiser. Anheuser-Busch is always the, the one that everybody thinks of first. But they were, but Yingling was like, I think, 20 or 30 years before, yeah. before, the Adolphus Bush moved yeah. to the U.S. I think it was in the 1850s, late 1850s, I think is when. Uh, I, I would have founded. to look it up, but I know yeah. Yangling was first. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, man, they've, and it's all been, it's been family owned and operated. The it's cool time. how they do it. Yeah. And I didn't know this until we read about this. They don't pass it down. The kids buy it from the, from the parent. Yeah. The, the, so each new generation buys it from the old generation. So it's still... Like a, a, an operating actual business, not a family. I mean, it is a legacy, but yeah. it's, it's... Well, it's like, because every, every uh, there's a couple generations uh, that some of the kids went off and started their own brewery yeah. separate from it. So they wanted to do it, but they didn't want to be necessarily following daddy's footsteps or whatever. Yeah. So they, they there's one son that started his own brewery. Um, we can get into that maybe here later too. Yeah. But then uh, I thought it was kind of neat. Uh, so the... The latest generation, that's uh, the the guy that owns it now. I think his name. I can't remember what his name is now, actually. But uh, yeah, I don't know who the current. Probably ought to. It's on here somewhere. Richard. Richard. Dick Yangling. Dick Yangling. Uh, yeah, the current owner. So every generation is. is we're talking about that either passed down or bought by the the son of the previous yeah. owner. So Dick Yingling, the current owner, uh, he has four daughters, but they are all highly involved with the operation. They're gonna all I have no take problem it over with the female owned business. Yeah, so I think it's great. I think I think he kept having kids, wanting wanting a son, but he kept popping out them girls. Maybe he was just having a good time. Having a good time, yeah. <laughs> so, but so there's actually a really good YouTube uh, documentary that the go to the Yingling YouTube channel. They have their own channel with like promo videos and stuff like that. But they have like a 45 minute long documentary that talks about 
their history as a brewery and all the stuff they went through. And that's kind of what I based some of this research for the episode on as well, too. I didn't know that. But yeah, the daughters are, <laughs> are all highly involved. Some of them went to college for marketing. One of them went to college for finance. And so they're like all... I mean, you couldn't pick a better... Yeah, so they're all like really yeah. highly involved with it, yeah. That's, that's a, a pretty good setup. Huh. So as Travis stated, uh, Yangling was started uh, in 1829 by David Gottlieb Jungling, pronounced Jungling, uh, from uh, Aldingen near Stuttgart, Germany, which is, I thought was kind of cool since we have a Stuttgart, Arkansas, yeah, duck hunting capital of the world. Uh, but anyway, he, he changed his name to the, uh, the English spelling of it, Yangling, that we know today. Uh, and he, he started it as the Eagle Brewery uh, on Center Street in Pottsville, uh, Pennsylvania, where it still is today. Yeah. Which is amazing in itself that that building is. Yeah, it's the same building. Yeah. That's incredible. There was a fire, I think, in 1831, but they was able to rebuild and, and yeah. get everything back together and stuff. Yeah, it relocated uh, to Fifth oh, yeah, Street. That's where it is now. Yeah. The new one. Yeah. And the, so this funny thing we was talking about, you know, so David Yingling that started the whole, uh, the whole operation, he was, he came from a big family, the Yingling family in Germany. Mm -hmm. I think he had five or six brothers or maybe even more than that. He was the youngest of the brothers and they actually had a brewery in Germany, but his older brothers had like the rights or the, they were, they were in the yeah. lineage of, of inheriting the brewery and he was kind of the low man on the totem pole on it. Yeah. So he started his own. So he said, "I'm fucking. I'm going to America, and I'm gonna start my own. Like I'm taking my ball, and I'm going over here." More power to the guy. And uh, so that he came, he came to the U.S. from Germany and, and started his own brewery because he wasn't going to get anything out of the out of the family business in and Germany. I mean, <laughs> he did quite well. Yeah. Uh, he also opened uh, in Virginia. He opened in New York. He opened in British Columbia. Which is cool. I mean, yeah, because back then they didn't have like the logistics networks like they do now, and like the the breweries, they really only sold served like local areas because yeah. you could the transport cost and the time it took to transport anything back then was yeah it was, was a, forever. Was and like, like we covered in the previous episode, keep, keeping beer fresh yeah. over long hauls was was. I mean, it's gotten it's still not a perfect science. You still yeah. I mean, hell, ask Bud Light. They're buying their old beers back now. Yeah. Well, they, they still <laughs> sell it anymore. They, and, they, and they still do that even nowadays. There's there's regional breweries even for beer nowadays though too. Yeah. It's, it's all owned by one company, but they they have uh, that way. Their the beer isn't in transit as long, so yeah. it can be fresh when it shows up. Well, today there's three operating breweries for Yangling: two in Pennsylvania and one in Tampa. So the the Tampa story was. Did you see anything about the, how that brewery came to exist in Tampa? So, so the Dick Yingling, the owner of it now, this is back in the '90s. Yingling was pretty struggling at that point, and uh, they haven't they hadn't expanded near as far as like they were still pretty much strictly in the New England mm. area. And uh, his daughters got him a, a gift for a Father's Day gift, and they bought him this. He's a big baseball fan. Okay. And they bought him those like this fantasy baseball package kind of thing, where he went to a baseball camp in Tampa to like meet and greet with some of the major league players or whatever. Yeah. And they went to like a stadium to the state. But then when he was there in Tampa, 
he saw that there's this brewery for sale and it was just uh, it was like a i can't remember what who had owned it before that but he was wanting to expand on the east coast and he yeah. needed to they didn't have the capacity at the at the plant in pennsylvania and he wanted to add capacity and it's like well i'm just gonna well i'm down here i'm gonna buy the brewery so he got back home and he had it yeah i think he told his dad because his dad was still alive at the time and he told his daughter he's like i bought a brewery while i was down there that's amazing <laughs> I, I got a story for that but i gotta i gotta pause a minute okay there you go so yangling was actually kind of a struggling company yeah they they, they had their highs and lows they struggled for a while but they're they're they mainly stayed as a local brewery for the longest, in which we would call like a microbrewery nowadays. Well, they still technically, I wouldn't call them a microbrewery where they're a craft brewery. Yeah. So they're not macro brewery like like Anheuser-Busch or like Coors, Miller Coors or uh, yeah, they, uh, any of the big boys. It says their output's 2.9 million barrels a year, which I think anything under 6 million barrels is still considered, considered a craft, craft brewery. So yeah. like Sam Adams is still considered a craft brewery, yeah. correct? It's, I think it's the world's largest craft brewer or something they call yeah. it or something like that. But they're, they're teetering. And really, Yingling, we're talking about Sam Adams, is very similar to Sam Adams to me, except Sam Adams has more hops in their beer. It's a little yeah. bit more bitter. And that's why one thing I actually like Yingling more about is because Sam Adams is always a little bit too bitter for me, mm. for my taste. But I think Yingling has... The better balance it's not quite as i yeah no i i fucking love yingling yeah uh, i i would say on it's definitely a top five original yeah. yingling original regular yeah. lager is definitely in my in my top yeah probably like my top two three beers yeah that i've ever had i i love i love moose drool but i mean that's a, a montana thing i think yeah uh i fucking love moose drool uh i really like fat tire yeah and I love Yangling, so I, I would say that's probably my top three. Uh, Yangling did, you know, Prohibition hit, and it was yeah. such a, a death blow to so many. There was a lot of manufacturers. There was a lot of breweries that went out of business because of it. Yeah. Yeah, and they uh, they got through uh, by going the route that a lot of companies are today, making a near beer. Where, yeah. Where they started off with the the near beer. Yeah. And the, the thing was too, it's like with it being a family-owned company, they were they were actually pretty close with all their employees. So there's a lot of these breweries that went out of business, and the workers had to go back to work in the coal mines and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, wherever, yeah. And uh, they didn't want to have that for their employees, so they they was able to export a certain amount, and then they was able to make the near beer, and, and then, then they got into ice cream. Well, and, well, yeah. After that, too, <laughs> then they got um, there was. Rumors. I don't think they'll ever confirm the rumors, but they have this. That's one thing too. If you if you do a brewery tour, I want to go up there and do a tour of the brewery. They have these caves underneath the brewery that they hand dug. They had hired a bunch of coal miners. Guys who are pretty good at digging caves. Good at digging caves, and they dug these big ass caves underneath the brewery into the bedrock, and that was where they stored all their their. It was like where all their bottling equipment was, and they yeah. they stored their kegs of beer down there. They had all these big pipes ran down through the ground into the into the caves, and they said they had uh, these pipes ran underground to different parts of town, and they was actually shipping off beer during prohibition to other places. No, no, no. And uh, they, 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 they said there's rumors of that, but they don't. <laughs> unverified. Unverified, yeah. Yeah. But their big thing, yeah, they bought uh, a dairy creamery that was yeah. across the road from from the brewery. 
because the, the, the owner at the time didn't want to fire his employees. He wanted to get his employees work, so yeah. they started making ice cream. So yeah. they, they, they made ice cream, and they opened some dance halls. Oh, I didn't see the dance they halls. Had, they had there. a dance hall in Philadelphia, uh, Baltimore, and in New York City. Oh, everybody likes a good dance hall. Everybody likes ice cream and dancing. There you go. Yeah, so the... Uh, and the thing is, though, so after Prohibition, they kept making the ice cream for several years. Um, but then they eventually shut the production back down. Yeah. But here recently, in the last few years, they started it back up again. So they're making. Did they really? Yeah. Where the hell do we get eating the ice cream? We, we got a. I'm guessing it's on the East regional. Coast. Yeah, regional thing because uh, they re, they they uh, renovated the show the, on the road. Yeah. They renovated the old uh, creamery there, and they put in a big gift shop, a museum. All that, and uh, you know, they get ice cream and beer now at their gift no shop. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm buying some of that. Give me just a minute here. Sorry. I have to Google where to where to get Yingling ice cream. Um, yeah, I would definitely eat that. If you, if any of our, our uh, listeners, watchers, viewers, whatever, yeah, uh, patrons live in Pennsylvania. And you guys feel like overnighting some ice cream. <laughs> Packing some ice cream and dry I'll ice. shoot you my address. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, is during Pro is with the prohibition thing, uh, so we was talking about that uh, a few episodes ago. We was talking about FDR and how he, he campaigned on ending prohibition. Yeah. Whenever <clears throat> FDR signed uh, the, the bill to end prohibition, Yingling sent an entire truckload of beer to the White I, House. I saw that. I saw that. As a, as a thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks for ending it. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate you. Heck yeah. I bet he drank it. I bet he did, yeah. He, he <laughs> drank like five martinis a day yeah. or something. They yeah, said. <laughs> he did. <laughs> oh, God. Heck yeah, so that'd be nice to get a whole truckload. There's a, a video I saw online. Um, this this woman, in, I think it was in Pennsylvania, she was turning like 105 or whatever. Yeah. And she said, uh, I think when she had turned 100 or something, she had did an interview on the local news channel or something. And she said she drank a yingling every day as part of her. I, mean, I, bet, I bet that bumped their local sales too. Well, so like when she turned like 105 or like the next year or something, that the yingling showed up with a truck and they unloaded like a pallet of beer at her birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, they did it on the news and oh, all that stuff. Awesome. Had the had the local reporters all out there for it. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, the brewery in Pennsylvania is on the National Register of Historic Places as yeah. the oldest in the United States. Uh, it's also listed in the Pennsylvania uh, Register of Historic Places, which is pretty cool. Your inventory, I apologize, I don't call it the register, they call it the inventory. Inventory. Yeah. Uh, it's been a registered trademark only since 1995. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I know. It feels like they were a little behind the curve. Yeah, they should. They... Yeah, like someone could have jumped their bones. Yeah, <laughs> and got that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy uh, when you think of how, how long trademarks have been around. I know, you would, yeah. You would have thought they would have... Uh... They would have, yeah, got at it a little sooner. Yeah. So one of the big things that the current owner did, he Dick Yingling, the 
when he, I think he took over the brewery, I think in 1985. Yeah. And, uh, and at the time they were still strictly a, a local brewery or a regional brewery of mm-hmm. like, uh, they, they distributed to a few States. Yeah. But, um, their, their breweries that they have there right now, it just did not have the capacity to get any further. And he, he wanted, he kept trying to talk to his dad when his dad was running the brewery. Hey, we need to buy another building or we yeah, need to expand and we need to get new machinery that can keep up faster and stuff. And his dad didn't want to do it. He said, Hey, we're, we're fine where we're at. You know, we're making a living. Yeah. Um, and the, and from time to time, the company went through some hard times where they, yeah. they didn't, uh, they were struggling. Well, and then the whole Tampa thing happened where it, well, so I guess Dick Yingling had went to college and, and he finally decided to come back and take over the business then. Yeah. And one of the first things he did was he bought that that brewery, in, the brewery in, Tampa. in Tampa, and he hired a bunch of employees from from Stroh's beer. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Stroh's hasn't been around since I was. I remember Stroh's as a little kid. I actually do. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I ever saw it because uh, I don't think it was ever around. Well, here I don't know much. if I ever saw it, but I do remember the commercials. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, that was one of the things he he was really big into technology and innovation and uh automation so they they, yeah. they brought in a bunch of new machinery to increase capacity because he was really wanting to to spread it out further yeah. and that's what really helped get the the business going and, and made it more profitable yeah. at that point yeah well then they opened another uh they opened the second pennsylvania plant yeah that is running today in uh port carbon Right? No, no, Port Carbon's the Tampa one. Sorry, my bad. Uh, Schoolkill Hill. That's where the other one is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they opened that one, and that, that one helps with the demand. But I still don't understand why they don't have, with the, with the demand that they have and the popularity they have now, Yeah. why they haven't opened one further west. Well, so they just announced here recently that they're going to start selling in Texas. It was their latest... That'll be a bump. They're like, and they actually signed. So there's some people were kind of mad at this. I don't know if they really understood the the logistics of it. So they're they're actually planning on pushing further west, and they mm-hmm. actually just signed a a, a um, leasing deal with Molson Coors. So, oh no shit! So some people thought that, and that's where uh, this misconception was. They're still owned and operated. They're they're. No other company owns Yingling, yeah. the Yingling family. They signed a, uh, it's basically like a, um, a deal to where they will rent a portion of Molson Coors breweries to make their beer and their yeah. plants. So they're going to actually, they are, they're, they're planning on expanding further west okay. using Coors breweries to brew their beer to, to, so they can have further westward expansion. Good. Good. But some it. people got all mad about them. They said they sold mm-hmm. out. And they didn't sell out. They they basically just, just leased. Paying rent. They made they leased manufacturing place. Yeah, there's nothing from wrong. Coors. There's, that's yeah. That's yeah. just good business. Exactly. So they don't have to they don't have to invest in all the extra infrastructure it would take to. Yeah, they're just paying Coors rent. Yeah, basically. I'm all for that. Yeah, they uh, keeps it small family owned, but yeah, and uh, just, so it just increases their footprint. That's right. They're using yeah. the same recipes that they they've used for for years, and uh, that way. 
Because I think they're Oklahoma just got distribution of it now, and then I think they're they're bringing up Texas. I think this year or they might, might already might already have it in Texas now too. Yeah, England announced it would expand Arkansas in January of 2018. Yeah, and I remember that because it was like March or April 2018 when when y'all was out there at the at the beer truck at the yeah. parking lot. Yep. I'll I will put that picture up. Yeah. They are very anti-union, which I didn't I didn't know. Yeah, that's kind of odd uh, coming from because I know the unions are pretty big in the, in yeah. the New England area and stuff. But well, I did see where they they did not re they had a union uh, union employees working for them and they did not renew their contract with that. Oh it was, really? It was okay, the yeah. Teamsters. Oh yeah, I believe. Yeah, well the the Teamsters are were known to kind of they yeah. have some history of being kind of. My dad was the Teamster. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, one of the beers that they uh, that they developed with it was in partnership of Hershey's. Yeah, it was another Pennsylvania company. Was this Hershey's uh, Porter? It's a like a dark lager. With yeah, infusion. not quite not quite a stout, but is it a twist top or is it a? Oh, I don't know. It is you pussy. <laughs> Oh, I think the caps have been on there is a long way. <laughs> Pressure sealed. Yeah. Here, I got it. Got it. Yep, I just broke mine. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, don't drink from that side. <laughs> Make sure I see if I get some glass in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's a yeah, it's a darker beer. I fused some chocolate. We'd gotten these for uh the Halloween episode. The Halloween episode because yeah. it was chocolate. And it's like the one of their fall beers that they poured out. Still good. It's not bad. Tastes chocolatey as hell. It is good though. But yeah, it's a a dark beer that you can see on there. It's good. It's almost one of those like uh, like a dessert beer. Like you wouldn't want to. I would. Yeah. I would sit here and drink a, a sixer of them, but I would. Uh, I'd have one. Yeah. No. Yeah. I will have one. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, snap the the glass like snapped right off in the cap on that one. Don't know your own strength, man. Yeah. Let's see here. What else do we have to? Go over all this. Well, I was going to talk about you know they had a, a fire, they had some some uh, some drama. They had a fire in yeah. the Tampa plant in 2013. Yeah, uh, got that fixed. 2014 is when they brought ice cream back. I see that on here. I, I did not read that before. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, they had a little bit of political drama because uh, the um, the owner, the current CEO uh, Dick Yingling, uh, endorsed Donald Trump for president. Yeah, so there's gonna be some that might agree or disagree with that, but he was a a Trump supporter, mm. and I think he's still I think he's still endorsing him though too. Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, I'm sure he is. Which is a uh, business wise, considering his his uh, proximity to the Delaware Valley. Yeah, 
and the, the demand in that area yeah. for it, that's, man, ballsy move. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, like Trump or not, I don't care, but I got to respect this guy, Dick, for putting his beliefs, uh, his personal beliefs above his finances. Yeah, uh, like he, he stuck with it. You know, he didn't back down from it. Yeah. I'm not a... Uh, well, and they kind of made some news here lately, though, too, if, if uh, with, we was talking about the whole Bud Light stuff going on. Mm. Uh, the I guess the week after the whole fiasco that happened with Bud mm. Light, if you guys know about it, you know about it. But sure you all do. The week, the, like the week. If you're watching this, you're aware. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Yingling put out a uh, an ad, and it was just basically a picture of their their brand label, and it said, "We still produce real beer for real men." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. So, uh, <laughs> I think their sales hit a spike with that with that ad. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, it is. Uh, I try not to politicize this podcast. Yeah, we try not to. Oh, but, but I think that's pretty damn funny. Sometimes it bleeds over a little bit. <laughs> I'm not, you know, this is the thing. I'm not anti-trans. I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm, I'm a. I would class myself more as a libertarian. Yeah. You do you. I do me. I'm not gonna fuck with you. Don't fuck with me. But. <laughs> Just purely physically, the fact is, <laughs> yeah, boys are faster and stronger than girls. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah, you know, you can't have them competing against each other and going for the same fucking medal. Yeah, that's or the mean, same trophy or whatever. You can't do it. Girls have to play against girls, and boys have to play against boys. If you want to do it right, create a league for transsexuals to be in their own league. I don't care. Then that's fine. But <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, you can't argue with the biology of it. I don't care. You yeah. Know, I, on a personal level, I don't give a shit. You can do whatever you want that makes you happy. I do whatever I want that makes me happy. There's no difference. Well, that's right. Yeah. But you, you can't, you just can't do it. Oh yeah. That's my, that's <laughs> that, that's your, that's your my belief. I don't. If you don't like it anymore, I don't care. <laughs> but uh, you just can't have fucking men and women playing the same sport at the same time, and it not be slanted towards the men. And the and in that same breath, I have to say there are so many things that women are better at. Yeah. And men cannot fucking compete with. And you can't. It goes the other way too. It's the, it's the same fucking thing. You can't have everybody's going to be in the same plan, same level. Plan. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, you're talking about women being better at certain things, and it's not an area that you might think uh, in a in a normally male dominated profession. They say women make better welders than men. That's true. That is a hundred percent true, and I know that because I worked in a welding shop for a while. Yeah. Women welders kick men's ass, and it is a very male-dominated. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a masculine career. Yeah, and I don't give a shit if you have a dude and a chick, and they both have their torches, and they're or they're fucking wire feed welders. Yeah, you know who I'm going with. Well, and they and I think they say it's like traditionally or or women usually have more patience 
which requires a lot of you got to go slow and, and methodical in welding to make sure stuff is done correctly. And steady your hands. So yeah, steady your hands, more attention to detail, and uh, more patience, and that leads absolutely. to leads to better welding. That's, that's like the the main ingredients to good welding. That's, yeah, that's true, man. Uh, if you've if you've been around welding or worked in a welding shop or whatever, you can go to a store and see things that have been like fucking bicycles. Yeah, you can see if they're like who's done a good job. Who's and I know it's all automated now, but when we were younger, so that shit looks like it's been get put together like a hot glue gun. It's just like scooped yeah, you would on see there. Shit before and you'd be like, well, that was a Friday bike. <laughs> yeah. You know? Another thing I'll say is I, I'm a big Naked and Afraid fan. I don't know if many of you are. I fucking love that show. And I will say that one thing I have learned from watching that show, you know, and, and I would have disagreed with this before, but now 100% I know I'm fucking right and I don't care what anybody says. Women are better survivors than men. And it's because they, for many of the same reasons, guys, uh, and, I, and I still agree with this too, guys go in predominantly with a better skill set. Guys typically spend more time outdoors guys typically have more of the skills that should be successful for outdoor situations like and this isn't a, a some people color outside the lines and i get that but it's not a, a, a definitive men are better than this women are better than this at this but for the most part guys are better out out outdoorsy shit because we tend to do it more yeah but women succeed on that show and women are better at survival because they can deal with being outside of their comfort zone way better. You get guys on that show, and if they're if they're really good fire builders, but they're in a really damp spot and they can't make a fire happen, they fucking quit. Yeah. Uh, you get guys who are big hunters. I'm I, I'm a hunter, uh, and they're in a place that doesn't have many animals and they don't kill something. They get ass hurt and they fucking quit. Yeah. And women persevere through. They do. They can be in a shitty situation, and for some reason some sixth sense that they have they can put it together and get through and they just deal with hardship better than men do usually i think like men a lot of times though they they get in their own their box and if there's something happens that's outside of what they're because men i think a lot of times get with they like how things are. They get like in a rhythm, and if yeah. like a, something upsets that rhythm or upsets like their norm. They take their ball and they go home. Yeah. And I can't. I've never been in that situation, so I can't say how I would react. I hope I would react better, but I don't think that I would. I think I would get pissed off and I would say, "Fuck this, I'm done." And that's just an honest self-assessment. But I guarantee you, my fucking amazing wife would be like. Okay, on to the next hurdle. Yeah. Well, uh, and yeah. I but I think her and I together would kick ass because I do all the the hunting thing. I feel like I could make a fire. I don't know. I've never tried, <laughs> but in my head I can do it. Yeah. I probably have no fucking clue. Are you one of those uh the 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 Sunday morning quarterbacks uh, watching they yeah. get the trainer alone? Like, I could do you that know, shit. So, <laughs> no, I'm, no I'm not. I I can't say that. No, I'm not because yeah. I I admit that I don't know my my uh Native plants. I know some, but not yeah. all. I don't know the medicinal plants at all. You know, uh, killing your, killing myself from eating the wrong plant. Or yeah. Something. Uh, I. But like, I'm really good at fishing. Yeah. I, and, and like, I could do like, uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. 
Well, one thing. So one thing that always. What's the word? Not. Uh, like you're talking about like a bushcraft or or you could. Yeah. Uh, build a shelter. Fuck! Uh, I'm I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm, my words don't go together. Uh, shit. I'm prehistoric, but uh, primitive. Primitive. That's, there it God is. Damn, that's man. the word you're looking primitive, for. That's the word. I feel like I can do primitive fishing gear. Yeah. I feel like I could. Like I can fucking hunt. I can. I shoot bows all every fucking day. Like, yeah. Literally every day, I'm outside shooting my bow. Like I'm a pretty fucking good archery guy, and I shoot not only a fucking killer fucking compound bow. Thank you, my beautiful wife, for giving me that bow. Uh, I also shoot recurve bows. Uh, I feel like I could strap one together yeah. out of a fucking stick and a string I could make out of cordage and I could get through. Yeah. Well, but, but I also have a tendency to have a really short fuse <laughs> and throw a tantrum now and then. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that always uh chapped me on some of those shows like I, I never got really big into naked and afraid but uh i was a really big fan of alone on history that's a, channel that's a badass show, i love dude. that show but i've seen it i've uh, you know i haven't seen the last couple seasons but you know the first several seasons i've seen and it happened every time there was Two or three, like at least one, but usually multiple contestants that would be out there for like a week or two weeks, and they're doing fine. Like they're 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 surviving. They're finding food. They're finding water. And they're like, I miss my family, so I, I'm going home. And like, and, and coming, and I, I know I'm a little bit biased on that stuff. Yeah, because of it, our lifestyle that we've led. But you know, me and you both have been on deployments to shitholes of the world. Yeah. You miss your family. We've been gone for months at a time away from our family. We're we're getting shot at or or whatever. Bit by shit. Yeah, freaking dealing with whatever <laughs> wildlife. Fucking terrible snakes. And then you have some yahoo that's surviving. And, and like he's built a cabin out in the woods, and he's got a a fish trap, and he's got like salmon all like out on the on this rack. He, he has all the basic needs. Covered. He has everything covered, and he's like, I miss my family, so I'm going. You've been out there for two weeks, motherfucker. Yeah, and you, you miss your wife. Like I'm, I'm, I'm of the same thing. Where, where that aspect of it, I can fucking guarantee you, would not eat at me. Don't get me wrong. I would miss my family. Yeah, uh, but you got there's you got to deal with it though. But that's the thing. Like, if if I'm I'm of that whole, I feel like from a, from a and this is from a from a outlier historical standpoint looking at my life. Yeah, when shit gets shitty, I. I feel like I get better. I'm, well, when and, I'm in bad situations, I'm at my peak. And you learn how to compartmentalize, though, too. Like, it, it sucks. And, and when you put it in a, in a it's kind of, it sounds kind of cold in a way, but you block that shit out. Like, yeah. especially if you're in a survival situation, in the, and on that show, they literally are in a survival situation. Yeah. You got to be able to block that shit out. Yeah. And you can't, but you got you to look at it like the goal is to live in a, a primitive way yeah. for a, a set amount of time you set that goal and you fucking stick to it the cavemen couldn't say i'm going home yeah exactly. they were home wherever, that, they, were, they, were, wherever they, they were laying they were that there. there yeah yeah this is home yeah so you would have to go into that and i i feel like you could do it i feel anybody who's been on specifically people who have been on multiple deployments to not fancy places like there are deployments that are cush 
Yeah. If you if you spend if you tell me you deployed to Al Udeed, <laughs> that's not a deployment. Fuck if, off. If if your deployed location has a swimming pool and a Burger King, that's not a deployment. Yeah, that's not a deployment. <laughs> yeah. But if you if you, I mean if you eat dirt, yeah, you've been deployed. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. Al Udeed, man, I remember going there and they had a fucking Dairy Queen. The place was and awesome alcohol. to go. We, when we came through there yeah. and transit through there, you're like, oh man, I'm going to get They had my, a Fox Sports bar. My three beers a day there and, and go through there. I spent a week there. That's, if transit. You're, if, you're, if you're at a place that has available alcohol, you're not deployed. Yeah. Now, I've been to places that you can't drink the goddamn water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's deployed. Yeah. When you're having a. Yeah. You're fighting off malaria and wild animals and freaking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, Travis almost got in a fight with a fucking baboon. Yeah, oh yeah, that was. I to, I think I got a picture of that. Like it was just like a picture as I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, face to face with a baboon, face to face with a warthog, dude. Yeah, like I never, I never had that. I ran into uh, African porcupines, and they're huge. Yeah, oh, they're yeah. way bigger than the ones we have. Chased a chased a hippo with a golf cart. That's I yeah. That I mean, was that he was amazing. bigger than <laughs> yeah. I never had that. I had jackals. I ran across some jackals. Oh man, yeah, that was. Uh, they're fucking scary. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's there was times in in the middle of the night. So this is out in in uh in northern Africa, out in the in the in the bush. Yeah. And. It, it's dark out there. There's no lights, <laughs> and you hear some yeah, of those we had crocs there too. Right? We had we had crocodiles. We was at this uh, fob, this this airfield we had built up, and the crocodiles would come out on the runway to sun, to, and we'd have to go out there in the, either the the truck or a golf cart and a stick and run off the crocodiles off the runway, or and that they, they would hiss at you and try to and bite at the tires and stuff and and then at night the hippos would be out there on the runway yeah, they'd be eating that. the grass along the sides of the runway and stuff so we'd have to go out there and with the spotlight and make sure hippos weren't on the runway and stuff and i never i never my, most of my terrifying shit was snakes oh yeah you know we had uh we killed a uh uh, uh what's the one not a gaboon viper the other one we had puff, a, a puff adder we, oh, killed, okay. we killed a puff adder uh, we had a black mamba. We had several uh, African carpet vipers and soft-scaled vipers. And my buddies ran across a Caspian cobra at another place. Yeah, we had a we had several mambas that we would uh, came across. That mambas are fucking terrifying. Yeah, and they're they're huge too. Compared, like I mean, they're not like a real fat snake. They're really they're long. Fast. Yeah. Like you, if a, you can't outrun one. Yeah, they're they're nuts. But yeah, and they're like aggressive. Yeah, like that's like most snakes. Like, because I've run into a lot of rattlesnakes over the course of my life, and like some big ones, you know. And I'm not talking big as a mamba, but like five footers. Yeah, which is a big goddamn rattlesnake. Yeah, but what do they do? Yeah, they curl up in their little S thing, and then you walk away, and they're like, okay. Yeah, mambas will fucking straight come after your ass. Yeah, they 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 either go away from you or come at you. There's really not like in in between. Yeah, but they're faster than you. (laughs) They can slither at like 15 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Which, and a, and an eight when foot I was, long freaking nope rope, that's gonna. <laughs> yeah. When I was running track in high school, I probably could have run over 15 miles an hour. 
But now my fat ass ain't going 15. No. <laughs> no, I'm, I'll say, I'll sacrifice myself. Oh, no, man. You guys go on. Well, so like our doc said that. He said, you know, if you get bit by a mamba, he said, I don't have any antivitam. He said, antivitam's like four hours away. At the, you're at not going to live. Yeah. He said, so I'm going to give you morphine to make you comfortable. So he said, don't fucking get bit by a mom. <laughs> that was the same way with the, the African carpet vipers. We did not have the anti-venom for those. Yeah. Yeah. They said the same thing. He said, you see a, a freaking mamba, don't mess with it. Don't get bit because I can't help you. Yeah. Like, we, shit. That, the puff adder actually fell out of a wheel well. Oh, One of man. our planes, they had called up the landing gear and was laying in the wheel well. <laughs> and it fell out on taxi. Oh, shit. Yeah. So everybody had been walking around it. Yeah. No one caught it. Oh, yeah, man. It, it, it rolled out on taxi out, and we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> but could you imagine <laughs> that plane flying over and a frozen fucking puff at her falls on? Falls out of the sky and lands on some... Man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Shit. Uh, we got way off topic on that. We went off on a fucking... <laughs> yeah, we took our side road. And there are a lot more beers than I thought. So, so a list of the beers produced by Yangling are the traditional lager, of which we were drinking earlier. Yeah, we got the... And they start, restarted uh, producing that in 1987, I think. is It was a, it was a recipe they had uh, used way back in the day. And they stopped making it, so then they, they brought it back. Uh, they came out with a light lager, which is a, a akin to a Coors Light or a Bud Light or Miller Light. Yeah. So it's just a, a low-calorie version of the traditional. It's still got more flavor than a, than a Coors yeah, Light. Yeah, it's or, definitely, or, you can tell it's a craft brew, not, yeah. not a, a macro brew. Uh, Yangling Premier Beer, which was their big boy uh, prior to the reintroduction of the traditional. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly sold in Pennsylvania as of 2020. Yeah, because uh, I don't think I've ever seen it here. I, I never knew it existed until we did this. New England Premium Light Beer. Same thing, just a, a toned down version. The original Black and Tan, uh, which is 40% premium, 60% uh, dark porter, uh, introduced in 86. I don't, I don't think I've ever had one of the uh, black and tan. I've had them. We drank them in, in uh, North Carolina. Not a lot. I'm not a big black and tan guy, but theirs is pretty good. Okay. Uh, they do a dark brewed porter, obviously, because it's yeah. more than half of the black and tan. Uh, it's a, a dark cola color, they say, appearing almost black and gold. I've never had the dark porter itself. Well, I'm guessing it's probably a lot like this, the Hershey porter, that just without the chocolate. Yeah aftertones with it because um, i think that's what they based it off of with this with their with them as the uh, that regular their dark porter because it doesn't show up on the on the on the list on their wikipedia page of as the hershey doesn't show up on their list well they, they call it pottsville porter as it's just regular name oh uh, okay uh, Lord Chesterfield Ale. I never, never heard of this one. Actually, I saw this one. Uh, they have it at at the at the beer shop. It was the first time I ever really? saw it. Yeah, at, at uh, Sodi's over there. Apparently, it's very hoppy. Yeah. I'm not a. I don't know that I would like that then. Yeah, it's supposed to be like their extra hoppy flavor. So it's it's probably going to be more along the lines of like the Sam Adams, I guess. Yeah. 
Uh, Golden Pilsner, which I do like. Uh, that was just released not all that long ago. No. Here. Yeah. Uh, it was released 17, let's see. Yeah, in 20. 2018. There we go. Yeah, it's not so not all that long ago. Uh, Oktoberfest. I have not had that. I didn't know they made an Oktoberfest beer. Beer. We'll have to try that at some point. Maybe have to do a, another Oktoberfest follow up this year. Nothing and, wrong with that. And try some more. Yeah, to do the Oktoberfest Yingling and Sam Adams has an Oktoberfest. Yeah, I knew that. I've had that. Maybe try some more of the Oktoberfest beers for for one of those. Flight, which I'm a big fan. Uh, yeah, I like uh, it. Yeah, Introduced in 2020. Uh, next generation of light beer is what they call it. Uh, and really, they even put it in a, like a tall slim can, just like the uh, yeah the uh, Mick Ultras. I think it's going to be like their direct competitor. competitor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's much better. Uh, it is. Yeah. Uh, they also have in the past produced a Yingling Bach. Uh, Yingling Summer Wheat, which I bet would be really good. Uh, Yingling IPL, an India Pale Lager. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so they had several different recipes over the years that they've done, and they've kind of, you know, discontinued some of the ones that weren't performing as well. Uh, I think the ones they have, especially, I mean, they're, they're the Yingling traditional lager, they have is like their top seller and that's the one that the first one i ever had from them and it's the one i've always it's my go-to from them and then they have the other the golden and the and the flight are both really good as yeah. well but yeah the uh, when i think of a yingling beer i think of their traditional lager and like now they got for this month they, these are in like a digital camo pattern can for, which is pretty cool for yeah memorial day yep Normally it's a like a maroon can, but yeah, these are these are their military yeah. appreciation cans that they have. So I like that. Yeah, they partner with RWB for that. So anyway, that's all I know about Yingling. Yeah, it's a uh, it's been around for almost two hundred years. It's a it's an American tradition now at this yeah, point so may your kids 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 drink this shit heck yeah uh i'm gonna keep drinking it we we, we reached out or i reached out to yingling uh, on twitter a couple weeks ago they haven't responded back so maybe if, if you guys tag them or something i <laughs> said hey do you guys want to sponsor yeah. a you a know video? what that's what we should do play tag with yingling yeah uh i said hey yingling uh we're, we're doing a episode on the the America's oldest brewery. Do you guys want to sponsor an episode? Send us a t-shirt or send us a case of beer. I don't have a Yingling t-shirt. Yeah. Do so you? no, I don't. I need hmm. one. I need one. But uh, but they haven't responded back to me. Like I said, we're not we're not cool enough to have sponsors yet. But we no, we do. We have a sponsor. We have a single uh, Patreon sponsor right, right now. So hey, but go check us out on Patreon if you want to sponsor an episode or sponsor right. us. Oh man, we we appreciate it. Yeah. Guys, uh, thank you for watching our show. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, sorry for our, our sidebar. <laughs> we always get off a tangent somehow. Yeah, yeah. it happens. Uh, as always, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Patreon. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us in between your couch cushions if you look hard enough. There you go. 
Yeah, we're, we're everywhere you look, anywhere you get your podcast. And uh, we will be there. We, and we appreciate the support. Make sure you leave us a review if you can. Leave us a five-star. Helps uh, get the, the channel pushed out to more, more people. Share us with your friends and family. That's right. I don't know about you, but I like being shared. That's right. Uh, pass us around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, shoot. I mean, this week and this, this month, that's another thing, too. Like, this month, uh, we have really technically only put out one episode in the month of May. We put out the single. Yeah, the that's my fault. We've had a lot of shit going on here at the house. But uh, but despite that, though, the month of May has been our best month ever when it comes to downloads and and streams. It's the we appreciate all the support and the shares because it seems like the channel is getting recognized and picked up by more and more people. Uh, our our followers on on Instagram and on YouTube have grown, and we we appreciate it. Yeah, we, we really do, guys. Uh, and like we always say, we're here for you. Yeah. So if you have topics that you don't want to do research on, we will do the research and we will drink what we'll tell you about it. Hell yeah. Uh, if you just want to shout out and say, hey, we'll respond. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do better than Yingling has done with us. <laughs> Even though, I mean... I, mean, I, I, I said I was going to be mad at them, but I'm not mad at them. They, they make good beer. I'm not that butthurt. I'm still going to buy their product. But a t-shirt would make me feel better. I would like a hat. <laughs> so, uh, we appreciate it, guys. Be sure to check us out on all of our dis- different channels. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we have another couple episodes in the works. Yeah. Uh, but we always appreciate the heads up on the top. We appreciate it, guys. Stay tuned for the next one. Yep. See ya. Thanks for tuning in.